1: 234 on this Tuesday afternoon, a little bit of a snowy, rainy mix out there, but still fairly mild as we work our way through the end of March to the Easter long weekend.
0: There you go. Look at that. Is it a short week? Yes, it is. It is. Friday and Monday. And Monday here, Oh, yes. bonus. Uh, so oh, we had uh, Rachel uh, Caswell in yep. just a moment ago, Red Cross instructor. I really like this idea a little long. She gave me her card. I'm going to follow up on that, find the day when the kids are up from Calgary, and, and I'll, I'm buying. I'll pay. Uh, to get that. Now she said the worst sound. What did she say the worst sound was? She said the
1: worst sound was her um her dog howling oh, when that's her right. baby is crying. And I thought, hmm, you know what might be a even worse sound? Listen to this. <laughs> Have you? Seen this video I out of the video. Grand Prairie? It's
0: quite something. A photographer, uh, I guess. A, was he a nature photographer? Yeah, he was.
1: A, yeah, just a photographer, and he he spotted two lynx. They were screaming and sparring with each other up in in some trees. So, his name's uh, Amos Weeb, and so he was driving down a logging road apparently near Grand Prairie, and he noticed something in the tree. So he's a photographer, a hobby photographer. He was out looking for owls. He said, mm. and uh, but he saw these two lynx chasing each. Other up a tree, so he decided to get a little bit closer. He walked through about four feet of snow for about a half an hour. Now, having said that, I guess you got to be careful when there's, you know, lynx, uh, you know, skulking about. Mm-hmm. He finally reached the tree, but by then, the one lynx that he thought was the boy, the male, had taken off. So he took some pictures of the female, and next thing you know, there was more screaming behind him, and two lynx came flying by, um, and uh, and and ran. One of them went up the tree. And so the one that had been left up there, she's like, oh, okay, bring it on. You really? Come on, let's <laughs> really? do this again. I just took care of the last one. Right? And so they started you uh, fighting again. So they were duking it out and screaming as you heard. All caught on camera. Eventually, the male lynx left. And skulked away with the female he left at the bottom of the tree. Really? Yeah. And that's what this Amos Weeb is is figuring what's happened. And he said he stayed and watched the female on the tree for a while, but um, he suspects, he says, he he was calling it a a lover's quarrel. Uh, He said they were obviously in heat, and uh, she just didn't want anything to do with him. Wow.
0: So it even in the wicked. world of nature, cats are scary sounding. It, it's a funny thing uh, when it comes to animals in general, because whether they're wild or domestic, oh. they're still animals, right? And the the weirder thing, I guess, is when your domestic pet encounters yeah. a wild animals.
1: Well, and someone just texted and said, "Are you sure they were fighting? Well, fighting they were. They were in heat, fighting, or right? they were in heat, yeah. and, and they were doing." I'm playing hard to get, and that can be kind of like fighting. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Not in the mood. But, yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, Saw this article. A Pinocchio veterinarian warning pet owners about porcupine Mm. encounters. The picture is... Unreal. Disturbingly unreal. It's a a dog absolutely covered in these... uh, Do you call them quills? Quills. And uh, the veterinarian just giving some tips to-
1: uh, Hundreds of quills. Yeah,
0: this really, it almost, the dog almost looks like a porcupine himself. They're saying it's porcupine season um, and they're suggesting this uh, veterinarian, Dr. Uh, Trevor Hook, He's from the Central Veterinary Clinic in Panoka. He's saying, look, this isn't the kind of thing you probably want to handle on your own. If there's one or two quills, yeah, maybe you could remove them. The problem would be hidden quills. And uh, the other problem would be that it can puncture, uh, embed themselves. If you don't get them all, it could cause serious trouble down the mm-hmm. road. So he's saying, bring the dog in. Let let us sedate the dog or to any let veterinarian. Let the
1: pros take care of yeah. it.
0: and they'll remove him. And in some cases, where I guess those quills have. Have punctured the skin, surgery is required mm-hmm. if they've gotten deep enough and hit an organ or something like that. So it's a serious situation, but it got us thinking about, we've both been dog owners yeah. over the years, and what's your dog or cat or...
1: What's your animal yeah, gotten into? What's your into? animal
0: gotten into that you just couldn't believe? And like I say, this picture, I, I almost recommend you don't mm-hmm. Google it uh, because it is disturbing to see... Uh, and the dog's just sitting there yeah. like... He doesn't look like he's in pain. He looks embarrassed more than anything, he but said, he yeah, is covered. Hundreds of
1: quills in his mouth, throat, cheeks, nose, and paws. Some just missed his eyeballs. He's doing fine now, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and they're recommending don't cut the quills because they can migrate in. That's right. If there's one or two, and you think that you you want to take them out on your own because they have a little barb on the end of them, but at the end of it all, yeah. it's probably well, best Well, they have the barb
0: to, to, so they're not easily yeah, removed, right? That's yeah, nature's yeah. way. And, and the thing is, I didn't know this, and always happy to learn a new detail. The, the way that a... I was going to say a skunk. The way that a porcupine uh, distributes his quills is not how you've seen in the uh, cartoons oh. where they just fly off the
1: yeah the up, animal. Put up their butt and it's, you know, they, they sweep spring their, out is yeah, not how it works.
0: Exactly. So uh, they're saying that uh, porcupines have bad eyesight. And so that's why a dog will trip across a porcupine without it running away. And then, of course, mm-hmm. it goes into fight mode. And um, they're qu- they're not very quick and they have poor eyesight. So the run-ins can happen. um and, and apparently, I'm trying to find it in the article here, where it's their tail. They can swipe their tail and embed the quills into the dog, yeah. uh, but they can't actually throw them, Yeah. Uh, which is a popular uh, porcupine myth. But yeah, they swipe with their tail and stick your, your pet. And I got thinking about my own jack... You know, and Jack was a smart, well, yeah, he's a pretty smart dog. Um, didn't get himself into too much trouble, like chasing rabbits, that kind of thing, but never caught one. But he did get into something at home one day. Um, I don't even know why I did this. It was St. Patrick's Day was coming up. And I just bought these two great big baskets of chocolate coins wrapped in uh, gold <laughs> tinfoil. And when the kids were asleep, so they were younger then, um, I... I just crept into the bedroom and left, uh, these two baskets by the bed, sort of like an Easter thing. Right. And so these baskets were absolutely full. And in the morning, um, I walked out in the hallway and Jack had thrown up and then he was crying to get outside. He looked like he was in pain. Mm-hmm. And then I realized he had eaten, and you don't know bad chocolate is for mm-hmm. dogs, but so's the tinfoil. He had eaten absolutely. all of it. And it's just weird that a dog doesn't, Know that that's bad for him or that it it doesn't taste right or.
1: It tastes good, probably.
0: Yeah, I guess, hey? But uh, yeah, we had to take him to the vet. Like, he had. He was. Getting, in, he had some serious stomach issues. Yeah,
1: Ted, Ted, the Chesapeake, the big ding dong. I, it was it was stop with him. He had a run in with uh, a porcupine at the Twilliger off leash uh, one day. Tried to get him away from the porcupine and uh, it was a little too late. Neil, or Neil was smart enough, the Brittany, to get away from the from the uh, porcupine. But Teddy came back and he had a face full of uh, quills. Oh. had to throw him in the back of the truck and drive him out to my then vet out in Sherwood Park. And he seriously, he just sat there he was drooling, foaming at the mouth and Mm -hmm. would froth and shake his head, but yeah, it was I don't know, a dozen or so, only a dozen not like a hundred, like some of these Um, but yeah, it was still quite bad, he ate you know the fudge that you get at Cabela's, those big things, he ate an entire box of that he ate an entire box mm. of chocolate rum truffles oh. he ate an entire box of um brownies from the italian center like this one it was just I, i'd call him like they'd be like oh hey jaylen it's ted again i'm like yep it's ted again it was non-stop really? with that dog
0: on our texting line we had uh jack russell terrier that would eat anything quite literally we once found cassette tape ribbon in his poop (laughs) along with crayon bits oh what do you do if your dog eats i mean why would a dog eat crayons or cassette tapes what do you like i'm not doubting the textures all i'm just saying well you have to hide everything then if that's ted ate
1: money out of my purse there was five dollar bills and twenty dollar bills scattered across the backyard you know monkey
0: used to chew on canadian tire Mm -hmm. money and he, uh-huh. it was like he knew the difference between Canadian, it's obviously a different paper, but he would eat Canadian tire money. Like he'd chew on uh-huh. it, but I don't know if he swallowed it. He just liked chewing on it, but he never would. You could put a $10 bill in front of him and he wouldn't touch it. Maybe the scent, <laughs> Do I don't know. Do you remember know. Pepper? Our no. Pepper,
1: yeah, our big, uh, the black and the big Collie oh, yeah, lab. Yeah. The, yep. the big sweet one. He ate um, an entire bowl of margarine once. <laughs> really? Yeah, that didn't end. That was uh, messy.
0: Well, Massey, actually, Massey,
1: Massey. Jack
0: ate a plate of uh, barbecued pork chops mm-hmm. once. I, I'm the story still concern time time. Carefully though, like he left, they were had bones. He <laughs> left the bones behind, but ate the whole plate. And then he just laid. We were out camping, and he just oh. laid on the floor in the motorhome. He just looked so sad, yeah. like he wasn't sick or anything. It's just like he overate.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Beau Breeze has eaten three pair of my good shoes. He's two of my pair of my glasses, like these prescription glasses. Mm-hmm. He's eaten them, my good sunglasses. He ate those. Well, come to think of it, all of our cats
0: have eaten tinsel. We had to get rid of tinsel <sighs> off the Christmas well, tree.
1: Well, tinsel, yeah. They That's, just sit there yeah.
0: eating it, eating it, eating it. And it's weird how a cat's body works because it basically comes back out the other end. Yeah,
1: you have to be careful, though, like that and nylons because you don't want to ever... Pull it yeah. out if you start seeing it come out. You don't want to pull it out in case it's caught in somewhere. So oh. you're kind of supposed to snip it off. Yikes! So a mutual friend of ours, her husband is a is a vet, and he actually has a a book of kind of the, the some of the crazy events that he has dealt with with animals. A lot of really bad porcupine issues, but he had um, a picture of a I think it was a retriever, golden retriever, who Whose tongue had been splayed, had been split into about five different uh, pieces. Yeah, because he got it too close to a paper shredder. Oh no! Yep. true story. Oh my! And then he was fine, stitched it all up, yeah. and he went. But the dogs just sitting there with like a tongue, like Oh, that's I know horrible. I know it is. But they, they're, they're curious and they're nosy and they. Mm. Stick and things in places brains, where they shouldn't be. They have
0: brains the size of a pea. Uh, pulling porcupine, uh, porcupine quills is part of life in the country, texts Trent. Um, mm-hmm. Had a St. Bernard pup who numerous times would go wild at the first bite and pain. Mm-hmm. Got hundreds of quills each time. Eventually, our vet gave us a jar of morphine and instructed us how to inject wow. them wow and we'd put him out my husband would rip the quills out with needle nose pliers before the dog came to
1: (laughs) they may eat chocolate or get into porcupines at least they aren't eating pods tide pods so who is smarter you know what good question
0: no 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 what the heck is going on people use tide pods for washing, not eating, do not eat.
1: Thank you, Gronk. Uh, from Neil, my jack ate a whole chicken in a bag off a stove. And Ron says, I know it's uh, spring when my ridgeback brings me a skunk. <laughs> kevin i remember oh christmas memories from kevin i recall a magical christmas 40 years ago or so when my brave single mother pulled a lot of tinsel out of our family cat's back end
0: and trucker dave says hi jaylin and andrew i uh, can't have a christmas tree anymore (laughs) the cats eat everything on it plus the tree
1: oh some of your some of your texts coming in this afternoon
0: I don't know if I can read that because...
1: Well, the, Mark just texted in and was talking about uh, mice and hay, hay bales and some, some Roddies who would like to... Well, they, they didn't chew, let's put it this way. So. Mice. Mice, yeah, and you can see some moving and stuff. Um, this one says, okay, guys, you're going to both make me need to take some painkillers. Yeah, killers. me
0: too. <laughs> I had to pull a yo-yo string out of my cat's behind when I was a mm-hmm. kid. But Jay just said you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to pull it.
1: You shouldn't pull it. You should just trim it where it comes out. That's Oof. what I've been told, yeah. Hello, it's Brad from Pierceland, Land, Saskatchewan. I once had a dog that got into a porcupine, and it must have made an impression because after the first one, he would go hunting with him and come home with quills all the time. The vet made made a buck a quill. I think I paid him for a vacation home for her. The same dog ate a whole cooked ham just before a large family meal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How about this? Uh, hi, J&A. My dogs don't eat anything at home, but two of my dogs have murdered and eaten every <laughs> single rodent, rodent at Twilliger. They once caught a rabbit, pulled it in half, Aww. and proudly brought me their bounties. I almost threw up. Uh, between the two of them, they've been quilled at Twilliger about 30 times, so I carry a paramedic I carry paramedic scissors. or oh. so I removed the quills right at the park, except the last time. I removed about 40 until she refused to let me do it anymore. The vet stopped counting after removing 100 quills inside her mouth. So many dog stories, Ida. Wow. My goodness. Huh
1: anyway
0: i don't know where to go from there
1: animals well just you know what on the other side on the the one other animal story that we saw today and it was um you know family here and their dog had been attacked a, a couple of times now allegedly and after the last attack well they made a complaint after one of the attacks five months ago nothing seems to have been done the dog was attacked again just recently and eventually it had to be put down
0: yeah, the dog who was attacked had to be put yep. down. The other dog, there's still in an ongoing investigation, and it's obviously very sad to lose a pet, and particularly to lose a pet that way when you've complained about this other dog. I don't want to get everyone riled up, but the dog is, of course, a, a breed of uh, pit bull, right? And I know that pit bulls have had gotten a bad rap because it's really not about the dog; it's about the owner, mm-hmm. right? And. What troubles me about this story, and I could tell you the statistics for pit bull attacks in the city and all that kind of stuff, what troubles me about the story is that the owner is really not taking ownership of what's happened here. He didn't the first time. There was... Oh, uh,
1: denying it really happened. Well,
0: here's the problem. The lady the first time says that she had to run to her house and slam her door, and that this neighbor's dog came barreling mm-hmm. up to the front door, growling and snarling. She did phone by law enforcement. They Talk to the owner of the dog, who just denied that happened. Maybe it didn't happen, right? But her dog's definitely dead the second time, so something happened. But once again, the owner has denied that that's what happened. So they have to investigate. Now, in the first case, they gave a warning. Um, But, you know, unless the dog can read, you know what I mean? Like, well, what? I don't, I don't, listen, I don't want to put down the bylaw, guys, you know, but... Well, what's supposed to happen after a warning?
1: Well, you, you would hope that the owner would maybe do some better training with the dog, would keep make sure that the dog was on the leash, make sure that the dog didn't get out, that um, it had a muzzle on. There are all sorts of different, mm-hmm. all sorts but of different things. But clearly none of that happened, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we and, don't have and, all the facts. And but. the dog, this the second time it was attacked, um, it was put down because of its injuries. It wasn't mm-hmm. killed there. But right. you know what? When, when It Ted, was a 14-year-old dog, and was, they just was, felt that it yeah. couldn't undergo the surgery. Yeah. Right. But you know what? When when my Chessie Ted started to get aggressive with other dogs, number one, I didn't take him to an off-leash anymore. I didn't um, even take him to an off-leash on... A leash. When I did for a couple, actually, no, that's not a hundred percent true. I tried a couple of times with a muzzle on him, and it just didn't. It just didn't work. So we just stopped doing that. We mm-hmm. we played in the backyard, we played somewhere else. But a- as an owner, you had to take responsibility for your dog's actions and make sure that no one else was going to get hurt as a result of it. And if that meant my dog needed to be in a muzzle, the dog was in the muzzle.
0: You know, just generally speaking poor ownership bugs me Mm -hmm. and it it bugs me because the dog can't the dog doesn't know any better than to behave the way it's behaving and I keep when I read that story I thought about my neighbor and how many times my other neighbors and I had to go get his dog Mm -hmm. and take it back to his house or we had to feed it or we had to phone Mm -hmm. and say or knock on their door and say listen it's really cold and your dog's crying in the backyard and all that kind of stuff where you just, yeah, you wish that, you wish that they had the authority to do more.
1: Well, you know, and in certain cases they can, they can, you know.
0: Well, they can remove the dog if they know the dog attacked. But if you have one dog who's been attacked and the other dog owner says wasn't my dog, well,
1: now there what? needs to be cooperation from the owner, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, there's only so much that that can be done in all sorts of uh, different. Circumstances, and I feel bad for the animal control people mm-hmm. as well. You almost want them to be able to have more teeth to do to do what they need to do as well
0: more teeth huh. <laughs> I think you have to follow that up with pun intended or pun not intended.
1: It was pun not intended. It was just what came to mind. (laughs) Okay, uh, 2.57 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, Rod Stewart, tickets on the show today. Lots more talking to get to right after the 3 o'clock news.
0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.